Hey there, family. This is Joey Hungerford, and I'm just giving a brief welcome to introduce Anthony Balejos' sermon today on John chapter 15, verses 1 through 6. And this is the same welcome I gave Sunday morning, except I forgot to hit record. <laughs> so here it is. I wanted to welcome people into the experience they were about to have. We had disciples and guests on Sunday morning, people who were new and people who have been around for a long time. And of course, we've been going through this chapter uh, for the entire month, but we've been using discovery groups where we talk about really being Holy Spirit led, what the meaning of a scripture is and how we're going to live it out throughout the week before the sermonette comes in. So Anthony delivered a beautiful sermonette, but to welcome people into discovery groups, I shared this from John chapter 8 verses 31 through 32. And this is amazing because Jesus balances invitation and challenge as he did with so many crowds in this passage. John ch chapter 8, 31 through 32. To the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. So opposite most Sunday mornings where we start with the truth and uh, sometimes it can be a passive experience where sometimes we can come and hear the word, hear the truth, and then passively decide if we're going to obey it and then decide if we're going to come back next week. And nothing against that. We certainly love sermons and still have sermons in the Bend Church. But there's several different types of learning out there. And we want to be a learning community together and we want to do what's effective. There's a proverb out there, not from the Bible, but just a proverb. It says, tell me and I'll forget. Show me and I may remember. Involve me and I'll understand. And done in that order, we make disciples, but not done in that order. We sometimes risk making Pharisees. Sometimes it could actually be very dangerous uh, preaching information without a context of obedience. And it's very easy to add information on top of a system of obedience, but it's very difficult to add obedience on top of a system of information. So I, I'm not a purist either way. Again, we still have sermons in the Bend Church, and we, we love proclaiming the gospel, but we, we want to learn together, and we want to be living the words of Jesus together and obeying him uh, out of our love for him, of course, and, and doing that in these discovery groups. So lastly, I'll say this with uh, welcoming you into Anthony's sermon. Out of those learning styles, there's the lecture. I took French 101 in college several times, and from the lectures, I learned nothing. I, I failed it. I had to retake the course. It wasn't a learning style that worked for me, but what did work is I, I got a French tutor, much like our discipleship in the church. And what really worked more than any of those learning styles is I actually went to Paris, France for a couple of days, and it was immersive. Uh, the culture, the people speaking the language around me, it inspired me. I wanted to adapt to them. It put me in situations where I had to grow. I had to act. There's some accountability that I had to make my McDonald's order in French. <laughs> and it was an immersive experience. So doing these discovery groups on Sunday morning 
is a step towards the immersive experience where those around us in discovery groups are talking about how they're living it out. They're all speaking the same language. And Jesus prioritized the immersive experience and the tutoring or the discipleship experience. He prioritized those above the lecture experience. So again, not a purist in either form, but this is what we've been trying out in the month of June. And I I invite you, if you're listening to this podcast, to, to make an I will statement on what inspired you and how you're going to live out Anthony's sermonette. So here's Anthony speaking on John 15, verses 1 through 6. Man, that was great. That was some really great conversation. Um, so as everyone knows, we're, gonna, we're in John 15, 1 through 6. And I'm going to read. Uh, this is from the ESV. I am the true vine, and my fa- father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself, unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and uh, like a branch and withers, and the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. Wow. All right. So if you didn't pick up the key word, here is abide. Um, uh, first thing I think of when I read this is three, three overall questions. And of course, as you go further into John 15, um, you can, these questions are further asked. But who is it that you're abiding in? Who are you trusting in? What are you doing to remain in him? Uh, this is this is a pretty pretty scary topic because my my first thought is like man I can can worry about what if I'm not good enough what if I keep messing up what if I never bear fruit all the all the what ifs am I really a part of the vine all these thoughts come from this insecurity of not being good enough um, from this faithlessness um, not having enough faith in the Lord. Uh, it talks about pruning, and pruning is this natural thing that occurs. If you go through, uh, if you go through life, you're going to be pruned. A plant to be kept clean and healthy is pruned of the of impurities and things that could harm it. And it's the same with us individually. It's the same with us when you decide to not be a part of Jesus. So, what's the point of this? If we are in the vine. With Jesus, if we're in Jesus, and we will be fruitful, no matter what. Each person is different. Everyone has different kinds of fruit that they will bear. If you look at, say, if you look at Joey and you look at Jesse, their fruit would not be the same thing. Everyone will have different fruit, but fruit nonetheless. You know, how we live will tell if we're in him or not. The fruit you produce will be more evident uh, 
it's, it's interesting. The, the, the fruit that you produce will be more evident to those around you at first than to yourself. Um, the way you live your life, the way, the way that if, if you are in Jesus, people will see that. People will see that and people will see the fruit. And then, you know, people will say something like, hey, I noticed this. Uh, you're like, wow, yeah, I noticed that too recently. That's really cool. Um, people will notice the fruit that you bear. Uh, I'm going to mess this up, but I'm going to do my best. The Greek that is used here for pruning uh, is kathairo. And in this context, it means to prune. It also means to cleanse of impurity. So, like I said before, it's pruning, you're cleansing the rest, you're cleansing the rest of the tree of the diseased branch. Uh, and as, also, as I said before, pruning is this natural thing that happens, natural part of gardening. As plants grow, um, more branches come, eventually for more growth to happen, you have to cut some of the stuff out. You have to take some of the branches off, which you know, if that's us, we have to take some sin away, or we have to take, we have to remove people from our life, or we have to, um, something has to be removed. And it can be painful. It can hurt. Uh, it's a necessary thing. Otherwise, a dead branch hanging on the tree will never produce fruit. Uh, in fact, that dead branch could be rotting and have some sort of fungus, and if it's not dealt with, it'll spread. Uh, it's interesting to think that, you know, if we're the branches, uh, then how we're doing might affect others, you know, whether it's positively or negatively. How easily are you influenced by the world around you? Um, what do you allow to corrupt you and to allow you to not be fruitful? Uh, and being going through pruning sucks like i said it hurts there are things that like uh, it's not a fun process um uh, for me i think of um, a relationship that i had uh back in boise and it didn't it was okay and it didn't really go super well um and he ended up moving moving out of state and it was a it was a good thing um for that person to, to move both for him and, and for me as well uh, because we were both able to flourish and thrive. Uh, so with pruning, be glad to be rid of the things that, uh, that make you not produce fruit. Why? Because yeah. it's better to be, rid, to be rid of one part of the branch than to, you know, the rest of the branch to be, yeah. to the whole thing be cut off. <laughs> How is it that you're living for Jesus or for yourself? Who is it you're trying to glorify or please? If it's Jesus, then, like I said, there will be fruit. If it's not, the, if it's not Jesus, then the fruit will show in the form of no fruit. Uh, you could say fruitless fruit. Uh, <laughs> everyone has fruit that they produce. Uh, and it's the quality of that that matters. Uh, we were talking in, the, in our group, and uh, everyone produces fruit. And uh, you, when you're abiding in Jesus, you have this—you have this good fruit 
this good, uh, yeah, this good fruit, and other people see it. Uh, but as you live your life, if you're not abiding in Jesus, people will see the bad fruit. People will see the the things in your life that are, um, you know, that aren't as good. I think of, uh, you know, yes, if you go partying, if you say, yeah, I go to church on Sunday, but Friday, Saturday nights, I'm out at the bars, getting drunk, partying with everyone else. That is fruit that people see. It's bad fruit that people see. Coming to a close, again, the three questions I asked at the beginning. Who is it that you are abiding in? Who are you trusting in? What are you doing to remain in him? And I think of when I think of Jesus and Jesus being uh, dying on the cross, he died so that we can have this opportunity to be in him. He died so that we can, we can possibly seek him out. Uh, I think of uh, last week, Alejandro talked about uh, abiding. He really, really, really focused on that word abiding. Um, to accept meaning, abiding meaning to accept him and what he says without objection. So one last time I'll ask, are you doing that? Or who is it that you're really abiding in? Uh, let's go to God in prayer. Father God, I thank you for this morning, Lord. I thank you for, man, just all your blessings that you've given us, Lord. Thank you for, man, just your love for us. And uh, it's so evident in our lives just how, how you move through us. And Lord, I pray that you would move, that you would move through us, God. I'm so grateful for the sacrifice that you've made so that we could have a relationship with you, so that we could, could abide in you. Uh, Lord, and I pray that your will be done. I love you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. It would mean so much to us if you were to leave us a review and a rating for our podcast so that this message can reach others. Thank you.